Hey there, before we get into the episode, I gotta tell you, if you're listening live, the Decision Masters program is enrolling. If you're ready to end the overthinking habits that keep slowing you down and really ground into what matters right now so you can make cleaner, faster decisions, book your free consult ASAP and we'll talk all about it. All the details are at kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. This is the Decision Masters podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Well, hey, buddy. It's so nice to talk one-on-one with you again. It's been a few weeks of interviews, which has been so much fun to talk to clients and experts about all things decision-making. But I wanted to have a little conversation with you real quick about what makes me good at decisions and what makes my clients good at decisions. Because we can be very problem-focused folks, right? We're problem solvers and... Part of the deal of being a problem solver is you look for problems all the time. You tend to focus on them, especially if you're someone who's interested in personal development. We can like laser focus on our growth areas. And I want you to not only know what you want to improve and grow and stretch and strengthen and nourish in your life, but also like celebrate what you're good at so that you can expand on it, so you can maximize it, so you can get the most out of it and do it more. So I thought about this a couple weeks ago, and I sent this email to my email list, what makes me good at decisions? And I got a lot of responses. I feel like this resonated with people because we love not focusing on problems. We actually love focusing on solutions. So here are the five things that make me good at decisions. Notice what from this list makes you good at decisions or which habit you want to work on next, okay? Number one, I value my time. This means when an opportunity comes up to overthink something, I do not automatically go into overthinking. How do we know we are automatically overthinking? We overthink all the time, every day. <laughs> and I don't do that now. And I made a conscious effort to break that habit because I don't want to spend half my life in indecision. It feels very uncomfortable for me now because I am so aware of when I am decided versus how far away from decided I am. And I know the difference between rushing myself into a decision and waiting for no good reason. And when there's no good reason to wait, I just decide because I value my time. Done. Number two, I plan to fail. Okay, so what happens when you decide faster? You make more decisions. What happens when you make more decisions? You fail more often, right? I am totally on board with this because you're making decisions, period. And the reason that this is okay for me is because I tried the version of life where I didn't make decisions. I just like stayed in my comfort zone. I put up with what was less than ideal or what I was settling for, where I was unhappy or where I felt out of alignment. I just put up with all of it because making decisions felt so scary because I might fail, right? So I made like zero to one scary decisions per year and That version of life wasn't better than this one. Like I've tried both. There's the version where you don't decide because you're so afraid to get it wrong. And then there's the version where you just make decisions and you fail a lot. I promise this version is better. More decisions, 
means more action, means more growth and successes and progress and richness of your life. Yum. And the other reason that it's okay that I fail so much now, that I could just put failure into the plan. I know a lot of my clients listen to this. You've heard me say this 1,000 times, right? You put surprises and failures and feelings into the plan. But the reason that that's okay also is because I've honed in on my resilience. I am very aware of what I believe I can survive. And it's a conversation I have with myself often when I approach a decision and I'm like, ooh, one of the voices around the table is like, do you want to know the 13 ways we could fail at this? I'm like, okay, great. Yes, I do. Because I want to go through them one by one and be honest with myself about what I think I can survive, what I'm willing to risk, right? Number three. I already identified what matters. Okay, this is the difference between going to the grocery store without a list and with a list. It's really that simple. Think of the last time you went into a grocery store or Target, right? Target is a perfect example for lots of people. You can go into Target wanting a very specific thing or the grocery store with a very specific list. Or you could go in with no list, with no decisions made in advance about what you're there for, what you want, how you're going to know if you got what you want when you left and you lose hours. And it's super stressful. And you end up with stuff that maybe you actually don't want. And you're like, why didn't I spend money on that? Right? This is something that makes my clients so good at decisions. They go through this process with me. The first session we have when you sign up is we write down your vision and goals and values. This is also why I created the Clarity Workshop, which you can get on my website at kirstenparker.com forward slash clarity and go through that whole process on your own. It's self-guided. There's a ton of resources to help make it easier so you don't actually feel alone. But this is such a revolutionary process that we just simply do not take the time for in our regular lives. We do not sit down and think about what do I want at the grocery store? What is the vision of who I am becoming that I want informing the decisions I make for the next three months? What are the goals that I am choosing? The specific goals, not the vague ideas of how I want things to get better. What are the values that I want to align with and pay attention to? They're really nice sounding ideas, but it's really rare that people sit down and figure it out by themselves. And I get it. It's hard and overwhelming sometimes. That's why I do it with clients when they sign up. And it's why I created the Clarity Workshop to try to make it easier because this changes everything. This alone, just figuring out what matters first will make you 50% better at good decisions. Try it. No more wandering around the grocery store aimlessly and stressed out and anxious about how long you've been there. And on the grocery store tangent, P.S., sometimes people get a little afraid to put things on paper, to write things down because they feel like they're going to cut themselves off, right? They're, they're, they feel like as soon as I say this is my goal, I'm cutting myself off from any other options. And I just want you to like really think about this grocery store example, right? You can put things on a list. You can write them down. And then you can go in the grocery store and see that, oh my gosh, pomegranates are in season. I want that. And you can buy it. This is the same exact thing that happens when you pre-decide what do I want? Who do I want to be? What goals do I want to pursue? And then you go out into the world. You have that list with you to make your journey easier, to make it easier to know what do I pay attention to? Where do I invest my time and money? But you can also see the pomegranates and just just decide to buy them, right? You can get new information along the way. It's actually the plan to get new information and let that inform the next decisions you make. 
So I just say that. I know that's a little bit of a tangent, but I don't want you to be scared to like be bold and be specific about what matters. It's going to make every decision easier. Okay, number four, I am unavailable for self-shaming. So this is one of the biggest fuels of indecision and second guessing and self-sabotage. It's not the fear of getting decisions wrong. It's not even the fear of making other people upset. It's the fear of how you are going to treat yourself when something goes awry. This is exactly why I was super, super scared for a long time of choosing wrong about pretty much anything. My main decision drama was about my career. But you know that when you're having drama about some big decision, you're also having drama about little everyday decisions. Like, what are we going to have for dinner? Like, how do I respond to this text message? Just like drama over decisions that do not deserve that much bandwidth, right? But really what I was afraid of behind all of that hesitation and angst was how I was going to make it mean something about me. If something went wrong, how I how mean I was going to be to myself if something went quote unquote wrong, raise a hand or raise an eyebrow if you're driving. If you've been there, if you're like, oh, yeah, I, I actually am a little bit afraid of myself, afraid of how mean I'm going to be to me. You're not alone. It's the reason that most of the work I've done in decision mastery has been rooted in learning how to be self-compassionate. And it's why it's something that we focus on in coaching. It's like in, cor- in building self-compassionate habits into everything we do, all of the decisions we make, every way we treat ourselves. So we stop being so afraid of how we're going to treat ourselves. So there's less pressure on getting decisions wrong and right. I am unavailable for self-shaming. Mm, please try it on. And number five, the fifth thing that makes me good at decisions is I have support. I do not put myself in a position to believe I should be able to do things well, let alone perfectly, on my own. No. Again, we've tried, we've all tried that version of life, right? It's not better. So I have coaches, I'm in online membership communities. I even pick the friends that I spend time with based on who's gonna support my most powerful self-honoring choices. Who's who's championing me? Who's on my team? Just like I help people get clear on what do you want? What boundaries do you need? Where are you not letting yourself be in alignment? Where does it feel hard? Let's uncomplicate it. Just like I help people with that, I need that help because I want to make decisions that are aligned with who I want to be. So let's recap, okay? I want you to listen to this list of things that make me good at decisions and see how it applies to you. See where you are actually really good at this stuff and then pay attention to what might you need help with, right? What sounds like an intriguing idea that like, ooh, what if life was like that? What if I was valuing my time more? What would that look like, right? So here are the five things one more time that make me, my clients, and you, my friend, good at decisions. Number one, we value our time. Number two, we plan to fail. Number three, We already decided what matters. Number four, we are unavailable for self-shaming. And number five, we have support. We're not trying to do everything alone. And we're not trying to do anything perfectly. And just as a reminder, this is exactly what you will get good at when you join the Decision Masters program. When there's a decision that you want to make and there's no good reason to wait on it, you're going to make it. And guess what? You might fail at it, but that's going to be okay 
because you're going to have a totally new updated definition of what failure means in your life. And you're going to be acutely aware of how resilient you are. And you're going to have a plan for, okay, if that failure happens, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going. And you're not going to waste any time second guessing or sabotaging your decisions because you already will have liked your reasons for whatever you decided. You would have made it totally in alignment with what you already decided matters. And even if something does go wacky, even if there's a mistake you didn't foresee or somebody in your life gets upset, where you're not going to go is shaming yourself. You're going to know what it's like to respond to all of that self-compassionately. And it is going to feel wonderful to be on your own team. And it's going to feel wonderful to know that you have support. You have people championing you and you have a foundation underneath you of tools and exercises and practices so that all of these big habit changes that you're taking on don't feel overwhelming and exhausting because you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to figure it out all by yourself. It's going to be so much fun. So if you're listening to this live, you still have time to book your consult for the next and final round of the Decision Masters Program 2022. So go to kirstenparker.com forward slash schedule. And we're going to talk about what's going to make you great at making decisions. I can't wait to see you there. Bye. Hey, did you love this episode? Well, guess what? The Decision Masters program is enrolling right now. If you're ready to trust every decision you make and stop living in overthinking agony, you will want to check this out. Get all the details at kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP. That's kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP. I will see you in the Decision Masters program.